Welcome to Bank of Singapore's Outlook in 5. The definitive guide for investors to stay ahead. Hi, this is Eli Lee, Head of Investment Strategy at Bank of Singapore. Now, in our monthly investment guide last week, we opted to moderate our risk exposure marginally by bringing Asia and Japan equities down to market weight in our tactical asset allocation. And this turned out to be a very timely move given a key uncertainty which has come onto the radar of Asian equity investors late last week. So last Thursday in Asia, now President Biden has signed an executive order uh, which prohibits US persons from engaging in the purchase or sale of any publicly traded Chinese stocks of covered entities added to a new Chinese military industrial complex companies list. Now, this is very much on our radar given that versus the previous order by Trump, the scope under the Biden White House has in fact expanded from Chinese military companies to include those using Chinese surveillance technology outside of China. So in terms of market impact by the number of listed tickers, this actually increased from 19 to 41, right? So what is the impact in terms of flow on Biden's new executive order on uh, Chinese stocks? Now, first, we think that the direct impact in terms of immediate selling pressure is limited. In terms of US investor ownership, uh, we estimate that this represents only 0.7% of the 41 stocks uh, total market cap, which translates to about $4 billion of potential selling and relatively limited three days of average daily trader in aggregate. Now, the fact that US-China tensions related to uh, capital market access seems to be escalating under Biden and not receding as widely hoped earlier is something that could be a concern going down the road for the market. And this is something, again, that we are watching very closely and evaluating. Now, one observation that is key going forward is that history suggests that the regulation-led selling of Hong Kong-listed names is typically met by corresponding buying by Chinese investors. So, you know, as we saw uh, last year, when President Trump signed an executive order which impacted China Mobile, China Telecom, China Unicorn, SMSE, and CNOC, we saw that the US selling on these restricted names were met by strong southbound buying from China, which led to significant increase in southbound ownership. Now, as we zoom out to take in the larger picture of the markets, US-China tensions related to capital market access is one more point of market uncertainty. And overall, this reflects our view that as the market navigates peak growth and stimulus ahead, the scope for volatility is higher and that returns over the next 12 months, while likely positive, will be lower than the last 12 months. Now, looking ahead, what's going to be key is that the Fed's taper strategy will come into sharp focus in the next few months. And again, this contributes to our view that we'll likely see transitory uncertainty. But important to note that current market pricing suggests that versus the 2013 taper tantrum episode, the market pricing in the treasury yields today shows that taper risk in the market is likely anticipated to a significant degree and the magnitude of any upcoming tantrum is unlikely to match the very severe 2013 episode in our view. So overall, in terms of our uh, asset allocation strategy, we are very much positioning 
for the market to enter a more mature mid-cycle phase where earnings will play a greater role in driving price appreciation in contrast to multiple expansion driven by lower real rates that we saw in the early recovery phase. So over the next three to six months, we see more legs in terms of performance from cyclical sectors in equities such as financials, industrials, materials, energy, and real estate. And we similarly expect beneficiaries of inflation to perform well as investors increasingly incorporate inflation hedges into their portfolios as related fears escalate in the next couple of months ahead. As we head into 2022, however, deeper into the mid-cycle market, we should expect companies with solid earnings growth prospects, such as blue chip names in high growth technology sectors, to resume their key roles in driving portfolio returns. This is especially so as inflation fears and upward pressure on US Treasury yields begin to subside as we move past peak economic growth in the next few months ahead. Thank you, and we look forward to linking up with all of you again next time. This podcast was brought to you by Bank of Singapore.